You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with your host, Mark Madison. This episode's guest is Rhett Titus. Visit ProWrestlingPost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. You can also find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer. And now, here's your host, Mark Madison. Now, two ROH alumni are, are credited with training you in uh, Austin Aries and Brian Danielson. Uh, looking back now, uh, what could you attribute to learning from them at the time? Austin Aries, uh, we pretty much learned the basics and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, he showed me the, the ropes, all that good stuff. Uh, and then I, I got to, you know, you know, do, a, as you can say, on-the-job training with Aries after that, you know, when he uh, managed me and Kenny, and I got the tag team with Aries a lot and do a lot of six-man tags, which was kind of like the second part of my training with him, you know, because it was all, you know, on the fly and, uh, you know, really good stuff. And as far as Brian Danielson, uh, you know, uh, he was, uh, his class was like the advanced class, so uh, I learned a lot more, like, cooler holds and, uh you know, he made me think outside the box a little bit more when it came to pro wrestling. And, uh, you know, he also, uh, you know, disciplined me a little bit more, you know. Aries is, you know, kind of like me, uh, you know, a lot more laid back. And if you were, you know, a minute late, it wasn't really that big of a deal. But, you know, Brian had it where if you weren't there by 5 o'clock on the dot, you know, you were doing extra squats. You know, extra push-ups, extra run the ropes, extra everything, you know. And nine times out of ten, you know, coming from work straight to training, you know, I was usually there at like 5.03, so I was always doing extra something. <laughs> but, you know, it, uh, you know it's a good, uh, good lesson learned. Describe your experience during your program that you worked with Delirious, and maybe if you could have seen then something in him and how his role has changed with the company over the time. Well, he was the active trainer at the ROH Dojo at the time, so, you know, I, I was still attending there as well. So, uh, you know, it was, it was very good. And then uh, it was actually a fluke of how it all happened because uh, at the time, Gabe Sapolsky didn't really think very highly of me, and uh, something happened where Adam Pierce had missed a flight, and, you know, I basically got thrown in there with Silas Young, and, you know, we had an awesome match, and, you know, Gabe afterwards was very happy with it, and he told me so, and uh, then, uh, you know, as usually happens in wrestling where, you know, someone, you know, misses something or someone can't do something, Human Tornado tours ACL, and, uh, you know, he wasn't going to be able to do the uh, angle with Delirious and Daisy Hayes, and that's kind of where I came along, and it was cool because, you know, I would always get to work on stuff at the school with Delirious. Daisy Hayes, and, you know, we got to do a lot of fun promos and big nets and stuff, and it was just a blast, because, you know, it was, that was, like, my first, uh, first big angle, and, you know, first time where, you know, I was getting used, and, you know, it was, it was a whole lot of fun, and nowadays, you know, um, I still go to the ROH Dojo, and, you know, I was just up there last night training with Delirious, and, you know, I still get to learn from them, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of pick his brain a little bit too. And uh, as in his new role, you know, he's got a, a whole lot more responsibility and stuff. But, but you know, it's just cool to try to listen in and uh, you know uh, figure out why he does certain things and uh, where he goes with certain things. And it's just you know all process of learning. 
Well, part of that was though that I was wondering because you know, you're working something, you're working a program with somebody, and you know they've got and they can communicate and things are working well. But is there any way that you look at them and say this guy's going to be in charge, or and not necessarily in a bad thing, but just like can you would you have foreseen that and just in the way he interacted with you initially? No, I, I didn't. You know, because at the time, you know, I never really thought that. Gabe would even get fired, you know, Gabe was, in my eyes at the time, like, Gabe was, like, a really big part of Ring of Honor, and then, uh, when Adam Pierce came along, you know, I thought that was great, too, you know, because yeah. it was a change, and, uh, you know, Adam Pierce was the friend of mine, and, uh, it was, it was cool working under him, and, uh, I thought everything was okay, and then, you know, one day, you know, I, I got word that it was going to be, uh, someone new in charge, and, I was, you know, I was, I was surprised that, you know, I was delirious, and, uh, but he, he's definitely excelled at the job, and, uh, you know, over the years, you know, he, he really uh, done a great job, uh, and I applaud him on that. Um, no, I just, I never, ne- never expected it, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Um, it, it wrestlers, wrestlers evolve and grow as performers, right? The more time you work, the better you get. Um, can you ever think of a time where playing a character uh, maybe didn't put you in the best position to excel, or it was just a learning curve, and you kind of take the bumps, and you get a chance to, to roll with it and make the most out of it? Or I kind of think that playing a character makes everything so much more easier, you know? Yeah. Uh, especially being like a young wrestler, you know? when you're out there trying to find yourself, especially amongst Ring of Honor, you know, like I was doing all these pre-show matches and dark matches and, you know, it was, you know, being under 100 matches in your first few years of wrestling, you know, you're out there in front of all these Ring of Honor crowds, you know, you're you're out there trying to find yourself and uh, I wish from the get-go I would have had a character, but the character was actually kind of funny about how it came along uh, we used to get ribbed a lot by, like, you know, all the older people in the locker room. Uh, during the pre-show, uh, you know, they kind of just, you know, mess around. And Adam Pierce was doing uh, the announcements one day. And, you know, as I was walking to the ring, he announced me as the sexiest man alive. And I didn't ask him to do that. I didn't know he was going to do that. But I heard him say it. And I was like, all right, you know, let's go with it. And, uh, you know, I... <laughs> it was at Detroit WrestleMania weekend, and you know, I just the next show, I uh, I had a robe, you know, the mirror, the whole nine yards, and over time it evolved. But uh, I think uh, a character in wrestling makes everything for the better, makes things a lot more entertaining, makes things a lot more interesting, and uh, I think how one character uh, plays off of another character is uh, a lot more interesting than how you know, wrestler A plays off of wrestler B. But, you know, that's just my personal opinion. That's my uh, personal preference. That's cool. Um, now, the All Night Express is reminiscent of the Express teams uh, of the 80s and the 90s. Where did the idea for the team come from? Come about? And what initial success could you have envisioned for yourself and Kenny King? Me and Kenny were teaming for quite a while, like... I want to say maybe like a year and a half, two years before we were actually dubbed the All Night Express. So we were just, you know, Kenny King, Red Titus, Undercard, Tag Team, you know, just out there, you know. Uh, and Adam Pierce uh, originally put us together. I remember, 
when he emailed me about it, I was like, oh, man, Kenny Chandler, I hate that guy. <laughs> you know, uh, I, uh, I, I wasn't a fan of Kenny because, you know, uh, it was just, it was just some, it, one of his first shows in Ring of Honor. He really rubbed me the wrong way. I, I was getting ready for a pre-show match that just so happened to be on my birthday. And I was, I was doing push-ups in the, in the locker room before my match. And uh, Gabe Sapolsky was looking at me like, oh, my gosh, this guy's a machine. Look at all these push-ups he's doing, you know? Mm. And, and Kenny King just walked by. He, he looked at me and he looked at Gabe. And he's like, Shh, I don't even got to do push-ups before I go out there. And Gabe was like, yeah, look at this schlep doing push-ups. You know, kind of, and I was like, oh. oh, yeah, are you kidding me? So, uh, you know, from that point on, you know, I, I, I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth with Kenny. But, uh, so, and he kind of felt the same way about me, you know. He was like, oh, man, I'm getting put with this student. You know, this doesn't really make sense to me. You know, this guy never really did anything. And uh, we were both kind of like, eh, whatever, you know. And I was just like, you know what? Uh, this is what's put in front of me right now. I'm going to do my best to make it work and uh, see where we go from here. And uh, then, you know, we just started gelling. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we create a bond, create a friendship. And, you know, our tag team started getting better. And then once uh, Austin Ayers was put as our manager and we were dubbed the All Night Express, for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only five $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. When did the idea come about to reform all night? Uh, well, we, we, we did do some indie shows like in North Carolina, like uh, this past December, like last December, I guess. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was just cool, you know, being back. And uh, let me think here. I guess uh, things really started going to bullshit. Uh, I mean, with the TNA contracts, you know, it was kind of, you know, they kind of, I don't know, they reformulated their contracts and they gave guys the option to get out. And, you know, I mean, after the whole beatdown clan thing happened with Kenny, you know, uh, uh, Kenny and MVP and all them guys, and they scrapped all the TV off, and Kenny was kind of left out in the dust and really had no direction there. And, you know, I mean, I had been exiled from Ring of Honor after the whole scum thing, so, uh, 
you know, we were just kind of both, you know, uh, you know, like, hey, you know, let's get the band back together. <laughs> and, uh, it works, you know, we, 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 we've been wanting to do it for a while, but, you know, just wasn't the right place, wasn't the right time. And, uh, just so happened, All Star Extravaganza, seven, it was the right place and it was the right time. Well, that, that reaction from that live crowd, I mean, they popped as crazy as they could have because to see you guys back and to make that connection, right? You're back, you're, it's almost like you're home again. It really showed up. So, uh, cool. It, it felt really good too because, you know, going into it, I was like, man, like, you know, we never wrestled in Texas before as a bag to you, man. <laughs> you know, it's been a while since, you know, the All Night Express was together. Are people going to remember? Is this, is this a new crowd? You know, like, or is it the same fans? But, uh, you know, coming out to get that reception, you know, it felt really good. And it was like, all right, it, it's back on. It's back and popping. So let's get it. Now that uh, All Night have been reformed, what are the long plans, long-term plans for the team and possibly even for yourself if it doesn't work out on the, like in the singles ranks? I mean, first things first, uh, I'm much more of a fan of tag team wrestling than uh, singles wrestling. Uh, I kind of always view myself as a tag team specialist. Even, even as a kid, I always loved tag team wrestling and, you know, uh, I always viewed tag team wrestling as like, you know, this, this great form of pro wrestling. And, uh, it's cool now, like, you know, watching the NXT special last night and how a lot of focus is put on tag team wrestling. And also, like, with Ring of Honor, I mean, tag team wrestling isn't just, you know, like a, a gimmick, you know, it's part of, you know, the entire company, whereas it's, any given night, any one of those tag teams could go out there and be in the main event, and, you know, nobody would know the difference. And Ring of Honor takes the tag team division very seriously. And, uh, you know, obviously the plan is to get the belts back that we never lost, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles, and have that reign with them like we should have. And, uh, you know, just the sky's the limit from there. No, not the end-end results. And so when I phrase this question, uh, kind of bear with me because when I say it, you're like, well, we were exiled, but <laughs> that's not where I'm going with it. Um, describe your experience with the Scum Faction, uh, the storyline, how it came about. Were you pleased with the end result? I'm not talking necessarily about the exile part of it, but and would you, would you, would you have done anything differently? To be honest, like, I will always view Scum as probably uh, one of my favorite things that I did in wrestling, uh, just for the simple fact that, you know, growing up, you know, when I was, you know, a teenager, Steve Carino was, was my man. He was my favorite. I was a, you know, big Steve Carino fan. Uh, I used to email him all the time, bother the poor guy, you know. Oh, whenever he was in the area, I always had to go see him. And to be uh, managed by him was, you know, one of the coolest things. Never mind the fact that, you know, I was amongst all these other guys like Matt Hardy and uh, Rhino and, you know, uh, Kevin Steen and Jimmy Jacobs and all these guys. And, uh, you know, it was, I felt like it was like a very, like, elite group. And uh, I, I enjoyed it very much, you know. Uh, I heard, like, you know, a lot of, like, feedback from fans and stuff. And they, they weren't really, it didn't seem like they were really into it. But... I mean, I had a great time with it, and 
Yeah, I will always regard that as, you know, one of my favorite memories. Just just being managed by Steve and, you know, doing a lot of his old moveset. And, you know, it was, it was, it was like one of those big mark-out moments, you know? Yeah. So it, was, it was really cool for me personally. Uh, so I was very happy with it. And would I have changed any of it? Uh, no. I mean, I, I, I was a big fan of it. I liked it, you know. Uh, not everything is going to be up to people's taste, you know, but... Yeah, I was a big fan. That's awesome. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only five. $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. So I had a question for you. Um, you're a dad, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm a dad too. Probably the, like if I do anything in this world, it's probably the one thing I'm most proud of. But this is more wrestling related as being a dad. Do you ever feel when you go out there, you have to be guarded as far as the type of match you'll have, the kind of storyline you'll have? Not necessarily that your daughter or son will see it, but just knowing that that's what you go back home to? And the thing is, my son is, uh, he's 10 years old now. Yeah. And he, he's very into wrestling, and, uh, you know, he's grown up with it his whole life. I mean, I had my son when I was 17. I was a very young dad, so I had my son before I even finished high school, before I even went to wrestling school. So yeah. it's something that he always grew up uh, with. And, you know, uh the way he looks at it is, you know, he's just like, uh, my dad, you know, he's a goof sometimes, crazy, uh, but this is what he does, and, uh, you know, he loves it, you know, um, he's, he's a big wrestling fan, uh, I actually just took him to the, you know, his first WWE house show the other week, you know, and surprised him with that, so he, he had a blast there, uh, but, uh, I mean, the only time that I ever really had thoughts like that was like when the whole angle was going on where um, you know oh Red Titus is the virgin blah 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 mm. <laughs> meanwhile at the time I you know had a three year old son <laughs> or whatnot, but um, you know I just I just never wanted him to like you know look at that and think like oh like what is my dad embarrassed of me or anything oh, yeah. like that which is never the case and uh, you know but you know he he stays up with everything, you know, he, you know, follows everything on YouTube, but, uh, not only do I want to be an example for, you know, my son and a role model, someone that my son can look up to, I'm not only am I thinking about that, but I'm thinking about other people's children as well, because, you know, when I was a kid, I know that I looked up to wrestlers like they were, you know, the, <laughs> the, most upright citizens and, you know, everything that I wanted to be when I grew up and, you know, they were my heroes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if a, if a child feels that same way about me or somebody else, you know, I want to be represented well where that, you know, their parents can be like, oh, okay, you know, this guy isn't that bad of a guy after all, you know? No. So a lot, a lot of that does come in mind, but, 
you know, I try, uh, I always try to keep, you know, my, all my social media stuff family friendly and, you know, uh, try to not be seen in a, a bad light where somebody would be like, oh my goodness, like, you know, who is this guy and, you know, why is my son watching him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I had asked that question, because I, I think of like, Noelle Foley is so like out there in social media, right? And so like, so she was, I think, sitting front row when her dad's handcuffed and getting chair shot after chair shot after chair shot. And I, I don't know, like if I'm, I'm in there yet, dad's going to be okay, but he's a bloody mess, right? So I'm like, uh, how do I differentiate? But it sounds like you educate your son though too. You don't just this is what it is, and but you've made that other connection too, right? So yeah, uh, you know, thank thank God, you know, wrestling has kind of gone, you know, gotten away from that sort of thing where um, you know chair shots, and blood, and all that stuff is kind of you know kind of passe now. Yeah. Uh, because you know a, a lot of that stuff was really <laughs> really violent, and it you know hurt a lot of people long term, you know, where, you know, poor Mick Foley, you know, I mean, sure, he's made a lot of money, but, you know, that guy probably has, you know, trouble getting out of bed every day. Uh, and hopefully, now wrestling seems to be more getting back to the sport of things and uh, more about, like, in-ring competition and actual wrestling than, you know, the blood and the guts and all that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, you know, I've sure had my fair share of blood baths and all, but that was a uh, a different place and a different time. And uh, you know, knowing what everybody knows now about you know diseases and uh, long term effects of concussions and that sort of thing, the fans don't really uh, expect it anymore. You know, whereas you know uh, years ago, uh, you know. It, it, be honest, I went back and watched uh, a few weeks ago. I watched uh, the ladder war match between uh, ANX and the Briscoes, and I was just horrified <laughs> at the amount of blood. It's like, you know, I was bleeding like crazy. Jay was bleeding like crazy. Mark was bleeding like crazy. It was violent. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, <laughs> and I, I, I actually had to ask myself, well, what the hell was I thinking? You know, getting myself <laughs> into this. And, you know, the the final image of uh, J- Jay Briscoe laying in the ring with just blood, like, pouring off of his head and into a puddle on the mat, it just it honestly looked like something out of, like, a, some sort of horror movie. And I'm, oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> this, is, this is brutal. Like, this is, and, you know, I, it, it was something that, you know, I, at the time and place, you know, I, I thought that's what I needed to do, but uh, I think wrestling has changed for the better now, and, uh, you know, I'm quite happy about that. Um, what does the balance of 2015 and beyond hold in store for Rhett Titus, and what might be some of your personal aspirations moving forward? Um, you know, now that the uh, Honor Express is backing up and running, uh, just keep that going full throttle, stay healthy. Uh, you know, uh, that's always a big one. And also, uh, you know, uh, get those Ring of Honor tag titles back and, uh, you know, get back.
back into the, uh, you know, the same sort of spot that, you know, the All Night Express was in years ago. And uh, also, uh, you know, me and Kenny were talking yesterday, and one of our big goals right now is New Japan, trying to get to New Japan. Um, so, you know, uh, within the next year, uh, I really hope that that's something that uh, we can make happen. And do you have anything to um, encourage, share, uh, promote, make people aware of, as opposed to Reptitis? Um, yeah, uh, you can always uh, like me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Reptitis, R-H-E-T-T-T-I-T-U-S. Or, you know, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Reptitis A-N-X. And, uh, you know, subscribe to me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Reptitis. Thank you so much for listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with your host, Mark Madison. Once again, please visit ProWrestlingPost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. And be sure to download the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer.